0: Good morning, Prokoptan. I hope you're doing well on this beautiful Monday. It may be that the sun is shining where you are, or it might be hidden behind a raging storm cloud or storm clouds, or it could be reflecting off two meters. That's right, I live in the UK now. I use meters of freshly fallen snow. Or, you know what? It might be gone altogether, and the end, as we know it, may finally be upon the earth. But, no matter what the condition of the sun, weather, or geopolitical climate where you live, you have a duty to this cosmopolis of ours, and I know you're going to do everything you can do to carry out that duty faithfully today. In this episode, we'll be working through Meditation 12 from Book 5. Before I start, a note about how this episode differs quite a bit in pre-production than every other episode you've heard up to right now. That is because this episode was written with the aid of our new writing team. Now, don't worry, writing team isn't a clever euphemism for AI-generated content. Robots are not yet writing the scripts of these podcasts, and I'm a real person. I mean an actual team of volunteer writers. Selena, John, Eric and JC have all reflected on this meditation with me, and together we have consolidated and distilled shared and different ideas into today's script. If you're listening to this podcast through Spotify, I want you to leave a comment, which you can only do through the Spotify mobile app, and let me know how this podcast did or didn't stand apart in a positive or negative way from previous episodes. And thanks for doing that. Okay, here's the meditation. It's number 12 from book 5. You could apprehend the character of what the majority of men fancy to be goods like this. If a man were to conceive the existence of real goods like wisdom, temperance, justice, and fortitude, he could not, with those in his mind, still listen to the popular proverb about goods in every corner, for it will not fit. But with what appear to the majority of men to be goods in his mind, he will listen to and readily accept what the comic poet said as an appropriate witticism. In this way, even the majority perceive the difference. Otherwise, this proverb would not in the one case offend and be disclaimed, whereas in the case of wealth and the blessings which lead to luxury or show, we accept it as a witticism to fit the case go on then and ask whether one should respect and conceive to be good things to which when one has thought of them one could properly apply the proverb that their owner is so well off that he has not a corner where to ease himself you need to understand the joke in the last line of this meditation in order to derive most of the value from it quote Their owner is so well off that he has not a corner where to ease himself. Marcus and this unnamed poet are saying, and I'm going to do a three, two, one countdown here for any young children who may be listening with you. I'm going to swear. I'm going to use a curse word. So earmuff those little kids in three, two, one. Are saying that a person can have so many material riches in their home that there would be no place left in the house for them or anyone else to shit. And now, to give you a laugh, I will ask you to imagine a man scrambling desperately and frantically up a rickety tower of fine china and other treasures, trying like mad to get to a fancy vase that he thinks just might make a fine toilet in his hour of greatest need. Have that pictured in your mind? Funny? I think so. The point is plain. Shitting is important, as is having a place to do so. Leaving our lives filled with material wealth to the degree that we have no room or time to possess that which is truly good or truly valuable, the both being virtue and virtuous characters, is to build a house without a toilet and that is not a fully functional or very useful, in some cases, house. But what is good isn't something to joke about. Virtue is no joke. And, while I don't intend my next words to be jarring, they may be, neither is this podcast. Some may listen to this show strictly for entertainment purposes, while others may treat it the way lapsed Catholics treat church showing up as a form of social compliance or out of some sort of habituated feeling of maintenance. I have a family friend that once told me she had given up on the faith, at the time, decades ago, and that she went to church to, quote-unquote, go through the motions and not, quote-unquote, cause waves in the community. She said she spent her time in the pew, mostly, counting ceiling tiles and daydreaming about anything but her faith. You might be listening to this podcast in that capacity. Or you might be here because Stoicism appears to line up with your political ideology or sense of self-designed morality. We once had a person leave us a one star review because we mentioned Jordan Peterson in a way that wasn't condemning enough, it seemed. They insisted that drug addiction and stoicism couldn't mix, but they were wrong. All manner of debauchery mixes with stoicism just fine, in that stoicism, until you're a sage, is about trying your best to improve. And a Prokoptan can be a struggling drug addict or a convicted murderer who has just been released from prison after a 60-year sentence and wants to live a different and better life than the one that got him or her into prison in the first place. So my question to you becomes, are you here in a capacity that enables you to transcend personal biases for the sake of pursuing the good? Can you reason through questions like, Do murderers deserve a second chance? Or thoughts like, maybe it's possible infidelity isn't always wrong. Or maybe I'm actually the problem in my life. Maybe I'm blaming everyone else and I'm just using stoicism poorly as a way to convince myself that nothing but my own wants and desires matter in the long run. These sorts of questions and thoughts are not easy to have or to navigate as an individual. The pursuit of good isn't a light lift. It isn't a thing we should be interested in because books written about it look good on a shelf over our fireplace, for example. Maybe you have every stoicism book ever made lining the walls of your home library, but sticking with the closing metaphor of today's meditation, you can't shit in a book. Books, political clout, moral high-horsing or grandstanding, social standing, these are false treasures and say nothing of what you hold to be good. Stoicism asks us, perhaps demands us, to stop caring what others might think of us and to begin prioritizing the process of figuring out what is right, wrong, preferred or dispreferred, beneficial or detrimental, with our own logic, our own reason, and the input of similarly focused individuals. And no one on this podcast is suggesting that's easy, comfortable, or even that we're particularly good at doing that ourselves as hosts. Kai and I will gladly tell you that we do not have this figured out yet. And that can be surprising to some listeners when they find out we're not perfect. We don't hold ourselves to be perfect role models. We hope that we're good ish examples in the non stoic sense of the word good. And we try our best, but we get it wrong a lot as well. Same as you. But figuring it out is something we must absolutely must do before we find ourselves in a home without a toilet, or if you prefer, a life without any space for what is truly good. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and remember, if you did, please let us know in the comments on Spotify. If you didn't, let us know why. If you did, also let us know why. And as always, I invite you to join our community by visiting stoicismpod.com forward slash discord. And by the way, I genuinely hope you will. Until next time, thanks again for listening, and take care. Mm-hmm. Yeah.